Okay, there's an amazing Torah. It's taking us back to January 17th, 1942, Pashas Veira, in the second part of the Sefer, page Reishu Tess. It was Veira from Shnaz Tavshin Beis. The second Veira. Page Reishu Tess. there was a a shovel in the Beis HaMikdash or it was a musical instrument really that was shaped like a shovel and it had ten holes in it and each hole made a different kind of a musical sound a different note. So there were a hundred different notes or sounds that would come from this strange instrument. This was a tana that taught that he ama, it was an ama long, the govaya ama, and it was an ama tall, high, because the Yitzhak had a handle coming out from it. But I saw in the cover how you burn, there were ten holes. And from each hole there came out a hundred different notes. Nimtis Kula might see elef minizamer, so there were a thousand different sounds that would come out from it. Pirish Rashi, Magrefa. Now, a Magrefa is a shovel or a rake. Rashi says, There's some kind of a shovel where they would use Nebes this to rake, or to gather the ashes of the Mizbeach into a pile in order to remove these ashes. It's strange, Gemara. It's Now, the obvious question is, What's the point of this shovel or this rake? What's the point of, of it being a musical instrument, of the music that it's making? This is the least glamorous, of course, of all the jobs in the base. I make this. And what's the music? And Davke, so much music, whatever But this shovel produced more music than all of the instruments that the Levim were playing upon in the Beis HaMikdash. 
should be Yericho, he is Shomim and is called Hamagreifa. The Gemara says that the, the music was so loud that, that it could be heard all the way to Yericho. To call Hamagreifa, the sound of this shovel. So Taisus came up with a whole different shot. But according to this, which is a simple pshat according to Rashi, <coughs> how are we to understand this? According to the matzav that we're in right now. Because of course the parish is, is speaking about the matzav that we're in right now. that there's somehow a song that's being produced while shoveling ashes. That's what the Gemara is talking about. So the Gemara there says regarding the removal of the ashes of the Deshen, they did not remove the ashes. Because it was, there were a lot of karbonis yantiv, and it was a noilum mezbech, it beautified, it was beautiful, that the mezbech was piled high with the ashes of the karbonis. So noilum mezbech. It was part of the uh, festive yantiv atmosphere, that there, were, that there were a lot of ashes on the mezbech. It was very obvious that many karbonas have been sacrificed. We need to understand why is it that this remez was so important. There are other ways there are other ways to show how busy the Beis HaMikdash was on Yantiv. Why Davka with the ashes, with this big pile of ashes? Obviously there's a deeper reason for this. All the kabbanis that were brought in the Beis Hamikdash, and all sacrifices that Jews have ever made, are all a continuation. The Rebbe says this in a few places. Are all a continuation of the sacrifice Avram Avinu brought up Yitzchak by the Akeid, and then he took an animal taches bano and sacrificed instead of Yitzchak. Shnei Mabi Avram Avinu. The truth is that a person who sent or somebody wanted to make an offering in the Beis HaMikdash ideally would give his life up, would sacrifice himself. But the Torah has given an Eitzah. The same way that instead of Yitzchak being sacrificed, the animal was brought instead. So too, when any one of us goes to the Beis HaMikdash to bring a sacrifice, the truth is we're bringing ourselves. But Hashem Esbuch doesn't want us to die. So we bring an animal instead. Therefore the carbonus of the animals are showing us a sign and that after all of the carbonus took place and they already became ashes. Rorim Yoyse were able to see more more rabba kabbanis shehikrivu, as opposed to one carbon being brought and another carbon being brought, 
there were a lot of carbonists, but the sum total was seen by the pile of ashes. How many sacrifices, how many people brought themselves to the altar, to the Mizbeh, could be seen by the pile, by the huge pile of ashes. And when there are Jews, when there are Jews who are missing, meaning when there are Jews who are taken from us, because it's God's will. That it's Hashem's, it's Hashem's will. Shem Yalu the carbonate of his birth that these Jews be sacrificed, be brought as sacrifices to him. Ozrak Achashen Nedru. It says the nature of a human being is that while the person was with us, we didn't really take so much note of him. We didn't really appreciate him as we should have. But when the person is gone, then Roim Yosef, Kiravu. When the person is no longer here, when all that's left are ashes. When the person is alive, we don't really see. We don't pay such attention. But when the person is gone, then we're able to see, we feel his absence. Rav Bekamus, Rav Beechus. How many Jews have been sacrificed? And Rav Be'echlis, and and how wonderful and how great these people were. In the beginning, when they were still alive and they were with us, as dear as they were to us, like the pupil of our eyes, and they, they were like our souls. The breath of our nostrils, our souls. But as much as we rejoiced and delighted with them when they were alive, we come back home, nevertheless, we didn't really know. We didn't really know the value and the greatness of these people when they were with us. And we didn't properly understand how wonderful life was when, when they were with us. But but when they're gone, when the sacrifices have been taken, and all that's left are the ashes. Then Roy Yosef, then it's much clearer. We see, how how much they're missing. How badly we miss them. And the heart longs for them and is in pain. And we don't know how to console ourselves. All we have are the words that Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu. When Moshe Rabbeinu saw the greatness of Rabbi Kiva, in the future, he saw a vision of Rabbi Kiva, and he saw Rabbi Kiva, he saw his flesh being sold in the marketplace. And Moshe Benoit asked Hashem, is this the reward for his Torah? Hashem told him to be silent. This is the will, this is my will. So Rabbi says that 
we look at the pile of ashes of the Jews who were here and they're no longer here, who were sacrificed on this Mizbeach where we are here in Poland. And when they were alive, we didn't really, we didn't really see how great they were. But now, our hearts are broken and we have no nechama. Just kach alu so this strange shovel that we used that was used for the ashes of the karbanas. There was such great sound, such music that was coming from it. He called Because all of the music of the Besamikdash was to bring our voda, so to speak, to bring all that we were doing in this world to bring it above, to lift it up to, to the higher world. That these sounds should be heard above. That through the sounds of the trumpets, of the chatzaychus that were blown, and all of the music that was made in the Besamikdash, that our memory should rise up and ascend before Hashem. Therefore, it's hinted at here. We're shaken up on me when we think of the ashes of our brothers and sisters and parents. But it's not only. The Hisairus is not only our Hisairus. More than ever before. So too. We believe that in Shemaim also. And these Jews who were killed, even though there were things in their lives that they weren't able to complete, that they weren't able to accomplish. But they're even greater now. And it's somehow what they weren't able to complete when they were alive. They're making music, so to speak, above in Shemayim. They're making loud sounds in Shemayim to awaken Rachimim Rabim Yeshua Yisrael that there should be Yeshua for us. Take of Umiyad immediately for those who remain alive. And that's the story at the beginning of Brachas. Rabbi Yossi was davening in one of the ruins of Yerushalayim. Rabbi Yossi heard a bas call a voice from Shemayim that was crying out, that the voice was coming from Shemayim, that I burned, I, 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 I destroyed, I destroyed my house. And I burned down my holy place. And I have sent my children to the Golas among the nations. How come Rabbi Yossi couldn't hear that until now? Why did he only hear this sound? He was such a person that was able to hear things from in Shemaim. So how come he didn't hear this until now? Why did he only hear it when he went into the Churva? when he went into the, the ruins of Yushalai. 
Elionovi told him, because he met Elionovi there, was Al HaPesach, was by the opening. Elionovi told him that you should know that every single day when Jews go into shul and they're going to be a medrash, we go to Davin to Hashem. Hashem says, How fortunate is the king who is being praised in his house. And so too, what, what, what will be with the father? Who has sent his children away. And what's with the children? Who have been sent away from the father's table. So Rabbi Yossi knew this from Eliyanovi. He knew this information. But it's not the same thing as when he went into the Churva itself and he was in the place of the ruins of Yerushalayim. When he saw with his own eyes the ashes. The screaming in Shemaim is a different screaming. Because the ashes bring up that sound to Shemaim, and the screaming is a different screaming. When you see the Chorva, when you see the ashes with your own eyes. And because the screaming was even louder, coming from inside the Chorva, he heard what he wasn't able to hear until now. And what is this teaching us about our Avedis Hashem? So the four elements, this you know from the beginning of Tanya, he brings, there from, he brings this from Rabbi Chaim Vital, that the four elements of, of uh, fire and water, earth and air, from the four elements come the different midas, the different negative Midas, so fire comes anger, and ruach comes conceit, and so on. And the offer, and from the yisod of earth, aslus, laziness. And from the sefer imre elimelech from his father, Rabbi Elimelech from Grudzisk, it says sheet zahar shel chamimus laaveira. That the Yitzhar, if a person has a Yitzhar, where there's a Chamimus Laveir, where there's a, a fire of passion that brought him to sin, the mead of, of Aish, of fire, that was used for an Aveir, that same fire can be brought into holiness. So the fire that brought the person into the destructive force of the Aveir. The mid of, of Eish in the Nefesh and the soul can be used to, in Kedusha. To perform a mitzvah with excitement, with passion. Which is not the case, however, with the Yitzhar Shel Kriyus, Amalek, Yev Shalach Nisla Kedusha. Yerucham Vital says that Ofar. 
earth, which is laziness and emptiness, a feeling of a feeling of indifference, apathy. So Rabbi Chaim Vital said, "What are you supposed to do with that?" That's Amalek, Ashakarcha. Ashakarcha, Kriris, apathy, indifference, not caring. How, how do you use that for Gedusha? The Swarm talk about how to use that for Gedusha, and the Rebbe will mention that in a minute. There's a beautiful Sikh from the Babish Rebbe Sussurlin. It's in the Ferbergen, from Tavshin Yudalaf, I think. We'll see a little bit here, too. The Yetzirah uses the four elements for the purpose of evil. And when it comes to the Yisod, the element of earth, Now, Chazal say the snake is a Molek. And the snake of Gan Eden was Ofer Lachmai. Was eating dirt. The nachash That's the curse of the snake. So the curse of Amalek is is that bechina of of offer, of the earth. That that coldness, that indifference, the apathy. V'nemuloi, and it says in the Chumash, or that you are the, you are cursed from all the animals. Mikol chayes asoda. And from all the animals of the of the of the of the garden, you're going to crawl on your belly and you're going to eat dirt the rest of your life. So that's the nachash, that's Amalek, that's the snake. But Sichim Lavin, we need to understand. So the Rebbe says, laziness can be used for kedusha. Laziness in, is used for Kedusha when a person sits back and doesn't do an Aveyor. He's indifferent or apathetic when it comes to the Aveyor. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't pull him. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't, take, doesn't take over his life. He uses the midah of offer of Atzlis to ignore the Aveyor. To be b'shev al So the Rebbe says, "Ha'evshel l'shamish by gamboy ba'atzlus la'vereshel yasa." We can use the midah of of laziness or apathy or indifference when it comes to averes. We can use that. But the Rebbe explains is. The Yetzirah of Kriris, this Midah of Afar, of indifference, we can't really use it because it's Poygem Gambe Amuna, because it damages Amuna. There's no greater enemy to faith than indifference, than apathy, not caring. Therefore, its uses are only. It's true that as long as one's indifference or apathy hasn't affected his faith, hasn't damaged his emuna, 
then it could be used for Kedusha too. In other words, I'm not going to do the Avera. But once, but once that midah of the snake of Amalek, of Ashakarcha, of the offer has crept like a snake into your amuna and has made you indifferent, not caring, apathetic. Then you don't use laziness when it comes to the Aveyas. Rakla Mitzvah. It's just affecting your mitzvahs. It's not. It's not going to uh, keep you away from averes. If anything, it makes you a greater target for the chamimus for the fire of an aver. So the midah of offer of atzlus, of atzvus, sadness and laziness, kvedus heaviness which is indifference, is play game like nothing else in a person's faith. Not caring. Because the nochash is the snake. The nochash offer lachmai. That's the koch of Asha koch of Amalek. It's interesting because you would associate, you would think that Amalek is fire or wind or a storm. The Ikka Koch of Amalek is offer. Indifference. Indifference. Not to care. And there's a person that's... You see this also in a marriage. Sometimes you have... Sometimes you have a lot of times that there's a couple that are fighting with each other. As long as they're fighting, there's epi something, you know. It's not such a pleasant atmosphere, but the Kolopach is like he cares enough to answer her back, you know. Or she cares enough to... to, to throw the plate at him, you know, something like that. So there's still a chiyas, you know, there's still something doing. But like you can look at a couple, they're married 40 years, and they're, they're not garish each other at all. It's like, it's like the person's invisible. My wife and I, we were in a restaurant the other day, and there was this British lady, this is in, we were in Miami, and there's this British lady that she was like, she was yelling at her husband, it was Mamish Rahmanis. I, I wanted to stop her. I felt so bad. No, she was mamish, like being mevazim. No, a, a religious couple, an older couple, older. I, I, like, I think maybe like me. I don't know. But she was mamish, like busyness, yelling at him. And and I, I felt so bad. I couldn't. Know, and everybody in the restaurant, they just like they put their heads down. You know, it was so. It was, it was terrible. And he just looked like he was having like his. He was eating his fries like he was having. It was all right. The husband was the only guy that was okay in the whole restaurant. <laughs> like the waiter, the waiters, the workers, the guy, everybody like felt like, what, how could this, this is terrible. She's screaming at the guy. It's busy on this. And he was like, no. Oh. He was okay. She was terrible. Yeah. Didn't, it, it didn't make a dent. He was completely indifferent to it. Like you look at it, it, was like, it wasn't like he was embarrassed and he didn't respond. It was like, no, it was nothing. There's nothing. And then, like, after a while, you know, they were just, they went, they left, and it was, I don't know. That was it. If the guy would react, if he would, like, you know, something, something, you know, like, no. There's such a me it's terrible. It's mamish living death. It's, there's no chiz. That's the Indian of Amalek. 
That's why we see that Sadiqim said, like they say from the Kalina that he said that I would rather I would rather a Jew sitting in a bar, waving a glass of beer, singing a vulgar song than a sad contemplative philosopher. That's what he said. I'd rather give me a Jew that's waving a glass of beer and singing a filthy song. I'll work with him a little bit and he'll be a, he'll be, you know, he'll be Gishmakiid. He'll be no Ivan Hashem, but the sad contemplative You know, Yid that's sitting, thinking about his misery. He said, what can you do with this guy? Atzvah, sadness, it's not So the Rabbi asks, How does this work? Laziness, the Yisod of Afar, of, of, of dirt, of earth, to cool off one's faith. How does the Yitzhar of Amalek use this to damage one's Amunah Chasvachli? But we already spoke about this. The faith of a Jew. It comes from a Ruach, a powerful Ruach of Kedusha within him. That enables him to believe in a way that transcends his, his intellect, that's higher than the mind. Therefore, when a person is overcome by Amalek, by Atzlus, laziness, and Kvedis, and heaviness, and apathy, Halev, Hamayach, the heart, and the mind, V'chol HaGuf, and the entire body, Shemeshamish Bayet Sahara, that is now in the, that is now, in the grip of the Eight Sahara, Machbidai, everything becomes heavy. He becomes entirely heavy. Umam Lamata, and he just goes slips further and further. Doesn't doesn't mean he's doing any terrible affair right now at the moment. But there's this indifference, this laziness, this apathy, and he just sinks deeper and deeper. And this midah of offer doesn't allow the person his shroime to, to, to be elevated, to ascend, to be inspired. And to attach himself to Gedusha. And then the person's faith, the person's amuna is damaged. Therefore, Back to our present situation, the Rebbe says. When a person goes through terrible tsaras, that break him, that crush him, and cause him to fall. These tsaras also have the ability to damage a person's faith, to sap him of all of his strength and energy. In the beginning, he doesn't have thoughts against, against Emuna. He doesn't have thoughts of, of, of Minus, Apikarsis, of Kvira. He doesn't have thoughts like that in the beginning. 
But he doesn't have any his In the beginning, it's not that he's thinking thoughts. thoughts whatever. He just doesn't have anything left in him. It's like Moshe when he's talking to Bnei Yisrael, Lo Yishomel Moshe Mikaitzeruach. You know, like they're saying, do us a tayv, go say a drasha someplace else. So Moshe Ben is saying, you know what, I'm telling you, I'm telling you good things. I came to tell you good news. Yeah, 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 yashkar, yashkar. They were not hearing you. You're in such a place, you're so tzibrochim, from the tzaras, you, you don't hear anything. You don't hear anything. You have no hisroim mosaruach. So it's not hadrasha. So now some from guy showed up now. He's telling this, these drushes, you know, they're just not hearing it. You're just on your back. You become like a stone. And your heart becomes numb. And your mind, your brain becomes paralyzed. And slowly, slowly, in that state, then the the destructive thoughts begin to creep into your head. And the Amun is, is destroyed. Therefore, when we brought Kabbanis to the Besamekdush, and those Kabbanis that went up, the, the carbon oil went up, and was completely consumed by the fire. Everything was given over to the fire. Nisha ha'efer, the ashes remain. Bechinas yisoyda offer, which the bechina, the ashes, offer of efer, dust and ashes. So the the ashes remain. Sheina nichnas begedusha. They didn't ascend. The rest of the animal, everything went up in a fire, and what remains below, earthbound, are the ashes. For hutzuchalut yomaisa. And therefore, there was a special avayda at the beginning of the day called Truma Sadeshim, where the ashes were taken with the shovel and put by the side of the Mitbeach and taken away. And what was used to make this offering of the ashes that didn't ascend? The ashes that were left behind. This amazing shovel that made all kinds of music. Music that is the simcha, the joy of the salvation of the Jewish people. Because the Rebbe is saying when there's music and when the Jewish people have simcha in their lives, then everything can be brought up to Hashem. Everything can be lifted up by Hashem. Our entire lives we can give over to you, Hashem. When there's a Yeshua, if it'll be good for us, if there'll be simcha, if there'll be music back in our lives, we can serve you with our entire being. Nothing of us will remain behind. We'll give ourselves entirely over to you. But what can we do if there's no music in our lives? What can we do if everything is ashes? If there'll be a Yeshua, then the darkness will become light. So therefore, by the regalim, by Yom Tovim, lahoyim adashnei say. 
they didn't make the offering of the day. They didn't clean off the ashes from the Mizbeah. Because the, it was Yontiv. See, Yontiv was always a time of tremendous simcha, tremendous joy, and holiness. Because Yontiv, as the morale explains in all the Svarim, each Yontiv is a, is, a, is a taste of what's going to be in the future, of the simcha that's going to be in the future. We can understand a little bit more. The fiasa goes say no aktana according to our small level of understanding. We know that these four elements correspond to the four letters of Hashem's name. And the yisoid offer is from the final hey of the shem yud kevavke. The yisoid offer of dirt of earth comes from the last hey of Hashem's name. And the final hey of Hashem's name is the Bechina of Malchus, the last of the spheres. And therefore, when the hey is separated from the other letters of Hashem's name, the Malchus of Hashem, which is the Shechina, which is Knesset Yisrael, when it falls, then there's a state of terrible disunity that separated, where, where the where the person becomes separated from Hashem. He can no longer see any light. And this is what this is like the moon that brought about her own darkness. Notice when a when a person when a person is is overcome by the midah of offer, of emptiness, of apathy, of indifference, of being broken by his sorrows and not feeling anything, not feeling anything anymore. So then the Malchus, the last letter of the hay, becomes separated from the other letters. And it's like the moon. The moon is, corresponds also to the final hay, which is Malchus, and the darkness of the moon. But when the moon is able to face the sun and receive the light of the sun, when the final hay is connected to the yud, hay and the vav, so then there's shira, then there's song. And the moon sings. And the Jew can come alive, can be alive. It speaks there about Chavetel Sasharon, the, the lily, the flower of, of, of Sharon, of that place in Israel. That Amisol is compared to that flower. So it says in the Pasuk in Yeshaya, Parach Tifrach Vesogel Avgilas Veronen Kvayd Halavanan Osnla Hadara Karmel Vashon Hema Yiru Kvayd Hashem Hadara Lokeno. That this flower of the Sharon will be aroused to song. And there'll be great, it'll blossom with joy and with singing. And then, Adrabe, the distance from Hashem can bring a person to have great, to be filled with great longing, and can sing, and to and to bring the person to sing a song of longing for Hashem. 
And there's the whole story of Shir Ashir, where the, where the prince and the princess, Davka because they were separated, because they're far away. There's a great longing, there's a tremendous longing that they have for each other. In other words, the Rebbe is trying to turn this indifference and this apathy into a song. He's trying to change the, the ashes into music. And he's saying that instead of giving up and, letting, and allowing our amuna, our faith, to be destroyed, instead we could sing a song of longing, of longing for Hashem. We feel distant now. It's hard for us. But we see that in Shir Hashem, the prince and the princess, in their separation, sang songs of longing. So the songs that we sing, can sing now are not songs of joy in the matzav that we're in. We can't. But songs of longing we can sing. Like in Shir Shim, it says, my, my, my beloved has slipped away and has gone away. My heart dissolved when he spoke. It was with great longing. That Davka through his rachakus, through a distance, through being distant, like in Rabbi Nachman's story with the heart and the mayan and the well, and the birds. If you know the story, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know it, you'll see it. It's an amazing story. It's a story within the story of, this, uh, 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 of the seven beggars. Rabbi Nachman said that being far away, feeling far away is the beginning of becoming closer. Because when you feel far, then you have a longing. You can't have a long, either that or you just drift off into space and you feel nothing. But that intense, that, that intense feeling of longing comes from being distant. If you're still able to hold on, we could, we could sing songs of longing. that through the distance, this oira hashira, this oira hashira, the song is awakened. The song is awakened with great longing. Like we see with the father and the son. That when they're taken away from each other, and they're far away from each other, so the love is even stronger. The love is greater. Now we can understand the side, the mystery of the music that was made by the shovel for the ashes of the Mizbech, the ashes, the Yisaita offer. And the Rebbe is saying, we have, to, we have to try to sing that song. The ashes also have a song. The Magreif for the shovel of the ashes would sing a song of longing. It wasn't a song of Simcha, that's on Yantiv. Sing a song of longing, the ashes. And they're saying all the longing that we feel now, first of all, for the people who have been killed, for the sacrifices that have been made already, and the longing that we feel for all those who we love that are no longer here, and the longing for Kaddish Baruch Hu to return to us and to bring us to Yeshua. Because of the ashes, there's a greater longing to sing. 
Achshu Brugalim Lo Hayu Medashnim. So on Yontiv, on Yontiv, they didn't. There wasn't. They, they, Yontiv was all simcha. Was all simcha. Shalzu Noilim is bare. It was the beauty of the Mizbeach, and it was a reminder of the greatest Yichud, the highest Yichud, the highest unity of Hashem Knesset Yisrael. It comes Davke through the ashes. Let's go back to what we began. The Churva Reneb was standing in the ruins of Yushalayim. Shomer of Yosi Yosi, he was able to hear more. He was able to hear Hashem's voice louder. The baskal was clear. Oi, oi, for a father who has sent his children away. Oi, for, oi, oi, for a king who has destroyed his, his place and burnt his palace. Because when you're standing in the ruins, when you're standing mamish in the churva, there's a tremendous isairus of harachmanis mitzah Yisrael. Harachmanis mitzah Yisrael. from the suffering of the Jewish people. When you're standing in the Churva, it's not the same thing as reading about it, or talking about it. So, Ve'yidar Lukim el Moshe, Se Lukim, which is the Midas Adin, spoke to Moshe, Ve'yem elav ani havai, and said, I am Yudkei Vavkei, which is Midas Arachamim. Achar Bechines Elokim Shehudin, after the Bechines Elokim, which is Din, Zgala, there is revealed Havaya, which is Rachman. That through the distance and, and pain of Elokim, which is Din, we need to cry out, to call out with longing to draw into our lives Yudke Vavke, which is Rachman, which is Hashem's compassion and love. And the parasha begins with Ve'era. Ela'avis Velokiyamti Rashi brings down that Hashem says that I made promises to your fathers, to your grandparents and great grandparents. I made promises to the others, but I haven't yet fulfilled my promises. And now there was a great, great awakening of, of longing for for the emuna of the others. We're no longer here. We no longer have with us. And through this iris that comes through this pain of the longing and of the missing, redemption is awakened. And then Hashem reveals, I'm going to take you out now. So the Rebbe was mechazik, the Jews there, that maybe the time has come now that Hashem will take us out from our suffering. We should be zayichet that the return to Yerushalayim should be in a way of of shiru lano shir chada shiru lano shir tziyayin. It should be in, in such a way of of hazarim bedima bedima berina yikitzo bayava berina to come with the, the songs of. Of Simcha that we should be able to turn to to Yerushalayim. Sure.